Optimize My Life, the ultimate radio show where we unlock the secrets to living our best lives. Now, before we dive into this exciting journey of self-improvement and empowerment, I want to take a moment to thank our incredible sponsor, The Hope Collection, for making this show possible. Their unwavering commitment to spreading hope and positivity in our lives is truly remarkable. We believe in the power of interaction, so we want you to be a part of this incredible journey. Call in, write to us, or connect on social media. We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. Well, good afternoon. Um, This is Linda in Buffalo, and welcome. Is that you, Beth? Hello, hello? I see area code 518. Would you like to say hello? Hello, hello. Well, this is um, Nutrition Matters with Beth Wyman. Um, She should be joining us shortly. And I really appreciate um, the helpful, um, healthful, um, information that she gives. Um, as I said, um, and I apologize, I came in just under the, I read and made a piece of toast and um, I didn't, and just just caught, caught the opening line of the show. So I do um, appreciate that everyone is, everyone is on. Um, so Beth, if that is you, if you would like to say hello, I appreciate it. Hmm. I know that you have the microphone should be on. <clears throat> well, I um Beth, I'll give a little background. She is a registered dietitian with over ten years experience and um working in such diverse areas as weight management, addiction recovery support, oncology, digestive health, fitness support, and of course ever relevant of topic of weight loss um, and all these things I'm so interested in. So um, I appreciate um, Beth taking the time to, um, to speak with us and hopefully she'll be able to, to get on the show. So, oh, and I just lost her. Hmm. Well, as I said, um, we're looking forward to Beth joining us. I know last week we had such a trouble, um, the Blog Talk Radio, which is the platform that we use for the noon shows, um, was down there. They had um, technical problems in the back of them. So, hello now, can you hear me? Linda, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hello. Okay. 
All right. I'm not All sure right. what's going on. Oh, because <laughs> I could, um, I, I saw that you were there, so I just gave a little of your background. Um, but, um, but I'm glad you're here now. So he- hello, Beth. Hey. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened there. Um, but, yeah, so um, we had talked about this week, we're going to be talking about snacks for adults. We definitely, we touched previous in a previous episode on, like, snacking, uh, but it was more focused on uh, kids. So mm-hmm. today is going to be all about adults and really what that looks like for us, where it fits into our lives. Uh, our needs are very different than those of children. So, uh, yeah, we'll dive into it. Um, usually, so you eat about every three to four hours is is typical. I usually uh, help people work towards eating within an hour of waking up in the morning, and then about every three to four hours after that, um, which is sometimes a big change. Um, there we go. All right. I don't know. The audio got weird for a second. Um, oh. So sometimes, could you hear everything I was saying? Oh, yes, very clearly. Okay. Okay. All right, good. Um, I don't know what happened there either. All right. So um, <laughs> so usually it's like that might be a big behavior change for some people, right, to suddenly start eating breakfast and start eating regularly throughout the day. Um, That's my problem. Then, I need really, to Yeah. And, it's, um, and usually it comes up of like, okay, well, what's a good snack? Um, and before I like – hand out a list of, okay, what are good snack choices? I'm usually like, well, why are you eating it? Um, Because there's a bunch of different reasons that we even reach for food. And especially when we're just, like, looking for a snack, um, this comes up a lot of diving into why are you reaching for it, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And it's usually our body trying to tell us something, but we might not be fully, like, listening to it, right? So it (laughs) might be that we're thirsty or we're tired or we're stressed or we're bored. Um, And so then you get to the uncomfortable spot of addressing those issues, right? Well, I mean, drinking water is not necessarily uncomfortable, but if you're stressed or bored or um tired like those those are worthy of addressing just like hunger right um so it takes checking in with ourselves to figure out why we're even going for that snack in the first place um we and sometimes it um i mean sometimes you are physically hungry which then it usually falls into that, well, it's been like three to four hours since you last ate, um, and it's either time for your next meal, so you don't need a snack, you need, like, lunch, um, or it is genuinely time for a snack. So there's so much that goes into it before you even get to whether or not it's a snack time. See, it keeps... <laughs> It keeps trying to connect to my earbuds, and I don't want it to. Oh, okay, because you're coming um, through loud and clear. Good. Okay, good. Um, 
so um yeah, so there's a lot to look at first of like, well, why are you reaching for it, right? And then if it's if it's something like you're bored, well, like find something else to do, right? So <laughs> go for a walk, like pick up a book, do something else, call a friend. Um, if you're tired, you know, it's, this is where like that late night snacking comes in, right? Where people find that they eat a whole bunch of snacks after dinner or they were quote-unquote good all day and then ruin it at <laughs> night, um, which is also, that's usually, like, some, like, restriction and binging-type pattern behavior. Um, so it's, like, disordered eating pattern. Um, but that's usually that you're just, you're tired. It's a lot harder to make a good choice when you're tired, and it's, a lot easier to kind of give up and say, well, you know, whatever, I'll fix it tomorrow, which is not how it works. Um, so it might mean going to bed earlier to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then stress gets really interesting. <clears throat> so that's almost like, I don't know, I had people that like reach for food because they're stressed, right? And they just need something to treat themselves because like, They've made it through a hard day at work or whatever it might be. And really, it's not necessarily treating yourself because in the long run, if you're eating something that you don't need, that's going to add up. And especially if, like, your goal is weight loss, like, it's not helping you reach your goal at all. It's actually setting you back. Um, And so then you're essentially punishing yourself for having a stressful day. (laughs) yeah, so it's really backwards at the end of it. But, you know, there is that, there is like an actual um, biological component to eating and stress reduction. It does help reduce stress. So it's about finding a different coping mechanism instead of the food. So, mm-hmm. again, getting uncomfortable and figuring out what, you can do instead to help relieve stress besides eat, right? Right. Uh, but then if none of those apply and you're looking for actual food um, and it's not a meal time, then you get into, okay, well, what is a snack? And usually I find that like a typical pattern is, eating around like eight or nine in the morning and then around 12 o'clock for lunch and then around like six or seven for dinner. So it tends to be that afternoon time, right? Around like three o'clock, like three or four. um, Exactly. Where, yeah, where people start to get hungry again and they're looking for something. And this is where like, if they're in an office and there's a candy bowl, it becomes a problem. Or, like, stopping for something on the way home from work. Uh, or somehow making it until you get home and eating while you're making dinner. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm like, well, that just needs the purpose. Familiar. Like, you're eating and you're making food that you're about to eat, too. <laughs> like, pick one. Um, but if, if you plan for it, right, and understanding that you, how your body works and what it's looking for, that it's going to be looking for something, if it's running well, 
your body will be looking for food about every three to four hours. That, that tells us that your metabolism is up and running and working and you're using what you're putting in. Your body's not like trying to store a whole bunch of it because it doesn't know when you're giving it more. Um, so you can, then that allows you to plan for a, like a three o'clock snack right, and either pack it to take with you or know where you're getting it from, right, like um, like if you know that you're going to be stopping a certain place or like for people that are in an office, they might stock up and keep snacks in a drawer. It's what I used to do when I like went into work and mm-hmm. then I knew that those were all good choices and I didn't have to like go scrounge around the little convenience store type area or like the gift shop because I was in a hospital um, and eat candy. Right. Right. Cause that's, that's usually readily available. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the moment, like once you're hungry, it gets a lot harder to make a decent choice because that like survival brain kicks in and <laughs> you're looking for, just something that is quick calories, um, so refined carbohydrate type things where it's super quick calories you're going to get in and be able to use right away, or you're going to be looking for things that are like a bunch of calories per bite, right, like very calorie dense. <laughs> so you're, because your body's efficient, like it's trying to tell you what it needs and tell you the quickest way to get there. Um so uh, if you've planned ahead and know, like, okay, 3 o'clock snack time, then you can, then you can like, work with that hunger but put in something a little bit better. True. Um, so what I usually suggest for snacks, and, of course, every – Everybody's different, right? But this is just general. Um, you, the thing to look for is combinations of food, right? So what I'm looking for is not just strictly carbs, just strictly fat, or just strictly protein. It's a combination of all three. Um, and sometimes you'll see it said like, oh, well, don't eat naked carbs. And what that means is eating carbs just by themselves. So that would be like just an apple or, I mean, I don't know, like just a slice of bread, but I don't think I've ever done that. Um, usually fruit well, toast. is the one that comes up, right? Example, like piece of toast. eating is just by itself. What was that? Or, uh, or toast, just grabbing a piece of toast. Yeah, but would you eat it with nothing on it? No. <laughs> Italian exactly. bread maybe, <laughs> but... Yeah, typically like more. Good <laughs> bread. If I'm just going to eat it just by itself, um, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. So like, it's pairing things together, um, and so what usually is easiest is doing um, either like toast or fruit, right? So there's your carbohydrate component, and then pairing it with a high fat protein. That way you're not trying to find three components. You're only trying to find two. Um, So this would be like the toast, but with peanut butter or almond butter or whatever suits your fancy, right? 
um, some sort of nut butter spread because that's going to be a high-fat protein and your carbohydrate. Good. And it's uh, – oh, go ahead. No, I said good. No, they sound good. Yeah. Yeah, and it's – um. Uh, you know, I mean, peanut butter and nut butter can get higher in sugar, so it's always good to look for one that is as low as you can get in added sugar or um, not so much, I don't know. I'm sure you can find a sugar-free peanut butter, but I think that that's a little bit easier to do with, like, almond butters. You can usually find sugar-free pretty easily. Um but ideally, you would look for something like that. But at the end of the day, I wouldn't want that to be what stops somebody from using it as part of their snack, right? That's like the added bonus to take it to the next level is if you can get a super low sugar or sugar-free one. Okay. Um, yeah, there's, there's – I'm almost, I'm almost never aiming for, like, perfection. Um, it's that steady improvement. Um, Because there's always room to improve and make it better. And so setting super realistic goals, right, Um, so those goals being habit changes is going to get people so much farther than striving for, like, an ideal right off of that. Um, Usually where that comes in is for, um, like, hydration and getting in enough water. Like I had somebody yesterday where I was like, ideally you would be drinking 100 ounces a day, but they're currently at like 30 ounces a day. So I'm like, we're not going to jump to 100, like double it, aim for 60, and then we'll go from there. So same thing goes with like food choices. I'd rather see you start out with like picking um, toast with peanut butter and getting really used to that, and then we can say like, hey, let's take a look at that peanut butter label and maybe just switch the brand. And then it's a much easier switch than um, trying to aim for that, like, perfect thing right off the bat. Or, like, we need to switch the peanut butter and the type of bread because maybe it's, like, a really refined white bread, and I'd rather see you do something that's got more fiber to it because that fiber keeps us fuller, right? So the fat and the fiber in that snack uh, example are both what's going to keep you feeling full. Um, the carbs are going to give you some energy. And the protein is going to help you, like, feel, like, satisfied, I guess is the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. So it's it, when you're just having the carbs, you're missing out on, like, that, um, that full and satisfied feeling. And if you're just having things that are, like, high-fat, high-protein, so think literally anything keto-based, you're missing out on that, like, energy component. So it's good to have the combination of everything to really round it out to a snack that's going to work for you um, and give you the, the best that you can get out of your snack time. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking of other examples. You would think that I'd um, – so the toast with peanut butter, I usually do 
like an apple or half of a banana um, with peanut butter. Sometimes I put mini chocolate chips on it. Um, just like a, a nice little sprinkle of those is not enough to like make or break somebody's day. And if it's going to make a snack <laughs> more appealing, by all means, like mm-hmm. sprinkle some mini chocolate chips or even things like a yogurt, right? Like a, a prepackaged individual container of Greek yogurt is a super easy snack. You're getting all the components right in there. Well, usually uh, you'd have to do like either a low-fat, like a low-fat yogurt instead of fat-free, I guess. Or what I usually do is add some seeds on top of it to add back in some fat just from a different place, more or less. Now, why instead of getting the fat yogurt? I'm sorry, what? Why why um low fat instead of fat free? Is there a chemical difference or is it just So what we're looking the, for Yeah, so you're looking for a snack that's got the fat, carbs and protein. So if you're doing a okay. fat free yogurt, which is usually usually I recommend going for like a fat free yogurt, um, and then what I personally do is add like um peppy toss, so raw pumpkin seeds on top of it. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm adding back in some fat from that instead. Um, but if somebody was looking for like a an all-in-one snack where it's all in one container, they don't have to think about two different parts, it'd be better to go for like a low-fat yogurt because then you're you're getting in everything you need. Some of the fat. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, you're getting some of the fat in. Yeah, because sometimes it's it's got to be – super simplified into, like, just one package. And uh, low-fat yogurt does that, low-fat Greek yogurt does that very nicely. Um, Regular yogurt just doesn't have quite the same protein content. So that's why I typically lend toward, or, like, lean towards the the Greek yogurt because it's a higher... uh, protein content. Now, yogurt gets interesting because a lot of it is very sweet um, with a lot of added sugar. So it's important to look at how much added sugar is in it. Um, And what's nice is that food labels have changed so that there is a line that shows added sugar and it's right underneath the total sugar because there's naturally occurring sugar and stuff and you're not going to get rid of that but you can certainly limit how much added sugar you get in a day so it's what i was actually just at the grocery store before this and um looking at the yogurts and there are some where it's like upwards of 15 grams of added sugar Yeah, I'm like, I'm sure it's delicious. It probably tastes great. But but the the goal is to keep your added sugar at about 26 grams or less, right? Like, you definitely don't need to hit 26 grams. So 26 grams or less every day. So if you're eating something that's got 15, like, you're more than halfway there. Mm -hmm. It's 
it's not helping you. Because it, it adds up quick. They feel like there's a little bit of sugar in a lot of things. Yes. Especially <laughs> when you get into, like, packaged stuff. So, it, yeah, yeah, yogurt's not where you want to be getting it from, where it's added in like that. Um, I had a great question yesterday from a client about using smoothies as a snack. Um, they were talking about, like, stopping for smoothies at, like, a smoothie place, which I don't know if this is everywhere, but I know around here, like, smoothie bars and things are a big deal right now, and they're everywhere. Um, and it's, we went through the menu and found some that do work. Um, and it's not, it's not necessarily that the things putting, being put into the smoothie are bad, right? But it's, it, it adds up because you're taking, you know, more fruit than you would probably eat at a sitting and blending it down into a drink. Mm-hmm. And so, well, if, you know, if they're not bad foods at all. It's just way more volume um, than you would need. And a lot of times those smoothies are low protein. It's usually just, at least this place we were looking, a lot of them were like fruit and juice. Um, so you're missing, so you've got that um, carbohydrate component, but you're missing out on the other pieces. So we we did find one that had like a protein powder in it. So it was fruit, protein powder, and I think avocado was the fat that was in it so that it was a well-rounded blend and then Mm -hmm. picking the smallest size. Um, And that's the other thing, the size. (laughs) Size size doesn't matter. (laughs) I saw a Absolutely. thing online about the um, Dunkin' Donut has a um, um, pumpkin spice latte equivalent to calorie count on that one drink was equivalent to having six of their donuts. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you get, um, like, if you get the biggest size, I'm sure, it's um, yeah. that's a place where the sugar adds up so quickly when you get into, like, flavored coffees. Um, and it's like, like, so if somebody's stopping for, like, an afternoon coffee, right, it's usually around that same time. And I'm like, well, you're you're drinking more than enough calories for a snack. He showed a picture of a cup, and he poured granulated sugar into half of the cup, and he said that's how much sugar is. I don't drink coffee, and I don't, you know, go to, you know, Dunkin' Donuts or any of the other places because I'm not a coffee drinker, but it just, you know, really made me realize, you know, what is, um, you know, sometimes you think, oh, I'm just having a cup of coffee, but <laughs> but you're really not. Um, I yeah. Recently... Once you start, go ahead, yes. Yeah. No, go ahead. Oh, it's like once you start adding things into it is where coffee becomes an issue 
Um, <laughs> you know, in in theory, there's nothing wrong. It's and there's actually some benefits um, and like antioxidant components to coffee, but mm-hmm. once you start in like sugar and um, and all kinds of things like that, you're kind of you know you can't really like negate the benefits, but you you're adding in so many other not great exactly. things. That it's like, well, why? <laughs> yeah, I just I just myself don't like the the taste of coffee, but I come from a family that well, my mom turns ninety six next week. And she drinks black coffee twice a day. She's in a nursing home now, but she drinks, you know, two cups a day. Uh, but they've always, my parents always drink a lot of coffee, but black. And maybe that's why I don't like yeah. it because, you know, I just didn't like the taste. But but anyways, there's there are so many, you know, the antioxidants, the health benefits to having, uh, you know, a cup of coffee. But... Um, again, within reason and not with I, I was just really surprised um you know it looked like it looked like a milkshake um but again you know i I've never had one, but um it, it was just kind of surprising the the you know the fact that now is this something this is a kind of left field question, but I do oh, not I like it. yogurt, but is there is there something else um you know, I, I know yogurt, you know, I have tried just about every brand out there, and it just <laughs> hits me as super sour. It just hits the side, back side of my mouth and just turns me off. But it just, yeah. you know, everyone says, you know, it's so healthy and so good for you. Um, but I don't know if there's anything else that has the same benefit. Yeah, so... Right, so one of the benefits of yogurt is that it has, just by nature of the way that it's made, um, has the has probiotics, has live active yeah. probiotics in it. Um, you're going to get that from any kind of fermented food. So if you were to have, like, well, you might not like it, but, like, um, kombucha will have that where it's a fermented tea. It's... Mm-hmm. I have started drinking it um, actually in place of wine. Um, (laughs) Ever since I got COVID, if I drink um, any kind of alcohol, like all my body aches come back, I've ended up with long COVID. Um, So this has been my like replacement, but it's got, because it's got a little bit of that, like, like tangy, almost like vinegary type taste to it. So mm-hmm. it's something I really enjoy, and it's great for your gut and for those probiotics. But you can also get it from, like, sauerkraut, um, oh, I love where sauerkraut. it's a fermented vegetable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's there's definitely other ways to get it in um, besides yogurt. Yogurt is just typically, right, maybe not for you, but typically more palatable than like a kombucha, sauerkraut, kimchi, um, fermented food. Right. Because, I mean, how yeah. often do you eat sauerkraut? You know, it's making sauerkraut a daily habit is kind of, you know, a little difficult. I, um, I love it. I do like um, it. But... And, and, like, I'll eat it 
as like a side. I now I'm like I haven't had it in a few weeks. Um, like I'll eat it as just like a side, and you don't need much, right? Like a quarter cup is going to be plenty. Um, mm-hmm. Or putting it on like a sandwich, right? So, so perhaps not like a corned beef or pastrami sandwich if you're making a Reuben, like because those are really high salt. <laughs> I mean. It's delicious, but they are super high in salt. But even like a turkey sandwich, right? So if you're doing like a, a nice high-fiber whole-grain bread, um, like I personally like Dave's Killer Bread or Aldi's um, has like their store brand version of Dave's Killer Bread, which is just as good, with like mm. sliced turkey, cheese, and sauerkraut and mustard. Delicious. Sometimes I even grill it. <laughs> I have to try um, that. Yeah, but then you'd be getting probiotics that way too. Um, okay. Something that I keep meaning to look into is um, so like a sourdough, right? Um, the the starter is fermented, and I keep meaning to look into it and see if um, if the like cultures, if the probiotics survive the baking process. Yeah, right. that's what I would wonder if it would, um, you know, survive the baking. So, but yeah, it would be something to, to pursue. Well, now I want to know why my computer's off. That's weird. Um, yeah, so I will certain. I'm going to look into that, and I'll make a post about it in the um, – and the Optimize My Life group to to follow up with that because I clearly can't look it up right now because for some reason my computer's off. Um, okay. But, yeah, so I guess, if yeah, there's other ways you can get in those probiotics instead of the yogurt because um, I know there's some people that just can't get past the taste. Um what I've been doing with mine, well, not so much now that it's getting colder, but over the summer, I was doing a plain Greek yogurt or vanilla, whatever I had, um, with powdered peanut butter and a couple mini chocolate chips. Like I said, I enjoy sprinkling those on things. Um, mm-hmm. And I would mix it up and put it in the freezer and freeze it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then... I mean, it takes probably like an hour or two to get the right consistency, but then it's almost the consistency of like a soft serve ice cream. Um, right. And it's delicious. So hmm. it definitely you can get creative too with snack choices. Um, other good ones are like um, an apple and cheese. Right, things that we would typically think of pairing together um, work well, right? Oh, is somebody else on too? Yes, I see somebody has joined us in area code 770. Would you like to say hello? It's just country boy. I'm listening in. I'm working on the farm today. Yes. Hello there. Oh, hi, country. <laughs> Glad hey, you were able to join us. Ooh, yeah, thank you for, for mm-hmm. recognizing. But I'm good. I'm just going to yeah. eavesdrop again for a few minutes. Thanks, Ray. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Thanks for joining us. 
And Bob Oakley just joined us. Awesome. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Wonderful. So then uh, what Country was saying that he's working on the farm made me think of the fact that, like, everybody's snack is going to look different, right, in terms of how much they need. Um, Mm -hmm. And because the more active you are and the more you're burning, um, you need more food, right? So for somebody who's out on a farm all day, maybe that turkey sandwich we were talking about, that's a better size for a snack for them. And they might look at like one container, little container of yogurt and be like, why am I going to even bother opening this? Like there's not (laughs) enough there. Um, Yeah. Bad. If I may jump back in before I bring noise in with me because I'm getting ready to crank up the weed eater. I love new inventions. I love new stuff. I love finding new things every day. If whoever's listening, you guys take a note on this request. Everybody probably under the sound of my voice has heard of a plantain. Looks like a oh, green yeah. banana, Caribbean type of food. But there's a weed here on the farm that I've been trying to kill for at least eight to ten years. And then I talked to old Rastafari man, and he says, no, 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 country boy. You don't want to kill it. You want to eat it. <laughs> no, I don't eat weeds. I smoke weed. <laughs> he laughed. But you guys, he told me, Google it, and you'll see that I'm telling you the truth. It's called a plantain, P-L-A-I-N. T-A-I-N, also sure. known as the broad leaf plant. Broad leaf plant, better known in Europe and Asia. It only has 93 minerals in it. We're not about your body running off of minerals. If you don't want to eat the weeds, it has more nutrition and minerals in it than kale, has more nutrition than seaweed, collard greens, and spinach. But the guy told me if you don't want to eat it, if it's not on your menu, put it into your soil, into your compost. It grows in just about every region that has weeds, so I don't care where y'all are. <laughs> if you got weeds, stop killing the plantain. P L A I N T A I N, also known as a European. A European broad leaf plant. The last one, hmm. I'm not selling nobody nothing. We're in the information stage. Knowledge is power. We give you things, news that you can use, news that you can use. You might have heard me mention before, one of the best kept secrets in the world is a plant called Moringa, M-O-R-I-N-G-A. Some people include the second word, Moringa aloe vera, has 300 natural minerals in it, 46 antioxidants, 36 anti-inflammatories, omega-3, 6, and 9. They say you can only get omega-3 from fish oil. That's not true. You can get it from a plant. It has nine essential amino acids that your body will not produce. You have to give it to your body. The federal government did the research. They call it plant of the year in 2008, and it has a list from vitamin A to zinc, hair, energy, blood sugar content, 
antifungal, antiringal, antitugal, has a built-in aphrodisiac and everything that you can think, 18 out of the 20 things that your body needs to replenish and heal itself. It's called Moringa, M-O-R-I-N-G-A, aloe vera. Back to you, Beth. Okay. Yeah, and I see looking yeah. up that there's two different kinds of plantains. There are the banana type, but then there's the broad leaf that, um, that you know, Country Boy was talking about. Very interesting. Yeah, so there's two different things, right? Yeah, like you were saying. Yeah, the leaf. Two, different, two different things. Similar names, yeah, but two different things. What we're thinking about, um, yeah, what you and I were thinking about, the plantain, the uh, the green bananas, right, where it's, uh, yeah. it's more of a starch um, instead of a green leafy veg vegetable, if you will. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah and there are other plant plant sources of omega-3s, like um, purslane is another um, uh, plant that we usually consider a weed um, that's very low growing to the ground and has sort of like, I don't know how to explain it, but like a little bit thicker, tiny leaves, and those have omega threes as well. They work well as like a salad topping and things like that. Yeah, but um, yeah, I guess you could choose to eat those weeds. Oh, Beth, I got one more if I may. A friend of mine, he's the only old man in the Northeast Georgia mountains. He's ninety six now. Doesn't get around so well, but he says, "I want to show you something. I want to show you something." It's called generic name. It has about six or eight different names based on what region you're in and what part of the country you're in. But you can Google it. We call it here in Georgia, we call it bow, B-O, hog, just like it sounds, root, bow hog, root, 40 times stronger than ginseng. But the thing about it is this little tender blossom only comes for two months of the year. And if you accidentally break the blossom off when you see it coming out of the ground, you have no clue on what root. So he showed me how to successfully harvest it. I got a granddaddy plant. He said he's been digging for 20 years, but my first dig was a grand. I said granddaddy. Don't be lying, Country Boy National Radio. It was a Mother Nature plant. <laughs> it makes babies. <laughs> Granddaddies can't make babies. So bow, hog root, when it comes up, you might see a six or eight different names from it. But this is something that anybody, everybody can grow in a flower pot and grow it right at your home because even if you're not one of those caregivers and remember to water every other day, it absorbs enough moisture from the air at night in most regions to grow with even if you don't water it. Okay. Well, we're getting botany classes on top of nutrition here. Look at that. Yeah, there's always something to learn, definitely. And um, I would say before doing something like that, especially if it's known to, like, I don't I'm just by looking it up, I would definitely check with a doctor before um somebody starts eating a lot of that root. Um, because a lot of stuff is coming out about like uh, about like diuretic effects and blood sugar effects and you would want to make sure that that's not gonna interfere with other medications. Um right. because if you get into like any sort of um herbs um, or like 
homeopathic remedies or roots and things, they definitely um, have an effect, right? And so that needs to be balanced out with any medications that you might be on too. Um, and there could additionally be interactions. Actually, pharmacists are a great, great resource for this. Um, and they know so much. Uh, well, I mean, that's their whole job, right? Um, about mm -hmm. those interactions. So your pharmacist may even be um, like a, an easier to reach resource too than your doctor perhaps on the interactions of certain uh, uh, herbs, right. remedies, homeopathic <clears throat> remedies, and your uh, Western medications. Um, so, and the broadleaf plantain, one of the side effects, or one of the uses is a laxative. So you'd have to be careful too what you mix that with. So, but with, with yeah, anything, you know, every, you know, food, you know, and so especially using something that your body may not be used to, you know, you know, take it, um, you know, <laughs> Ron, Ron had, um, we were at a friend's house for dinner um, over the weekend and she served um, salmon, which I love salmon. Ron never thought, my husband never thought he liked salmon. He now realizes he really does like salmon. It was prepared perfectly. Um, but again, it's, you know, trying something new, but at the same time, be careful in case you have, you know, you could have some kind of reaction to it if it's something that you've never had before. Not Good point. And my point too, also being... A lot of people now that are on any type of medications, and when I talk to them about herbs and things that are in my garden, the first thing I'm going to tell you is I am not a doctor. I am not telling you boom, boom, boom. But everybody, regardless <laughs> of who you are, moderation, too much of anything good is not good for you. Right. But the key right. here now, these herbs and uh, not too many carbs and no white flours and no sugars and all these things. The question, too, people should put a cliff note by is finding out what type of blood type you have because everything doesn't work for everybody. I remember when you go to the doctor I, in any old I days, old days, and you guys ask. I'm going to jump right in on that. I'm sorry, but yes, your blood ahead, no, type has absolutely nothing to do with it. With nutrition? Yeah, like <laughs> Correct. Uh, say yeah, it again, say it again Bill. Help, it right help me, there. baby, because now speak to me in an area which I've been misled about. Tell me, tell me what you know, Beth. Yeah, so your blood type, right, like A, B, whether it be positive, negative, O, whatever, has absolutely nothing to do with your metabolism and your digestion and your um, nutritional status in your body. Um, it doesn't change the components that are in your blood um, that help to carry nutrients um, and oxygen and things to the rest of your body to help it work is not impacted by your blood type. So I know that there's a lot of diet information out there about like blood type diets. That's not that's not a real thing. Yeah, it's important yes, to get to, blood work done. Yeah, it's important thank, to get you, blood babe. work done so that you know, like, if you have any deficiencies, if you have sugar issues, if you have any cholesterol issues, that can all be shown in your blood work, right? And it tells us a lot about your body 
and about how you're eating and what you might be missing or getting too much of. So blood work is very important, but your specific blood type, right? So like, um, like think about the what they're looking at, like when you go to donate blood, your blood type, that doesn't matter. But well, Beth, I still need a little bit of clarity right here. I do a lot, a whole lot of work with veterans, disabled veterans. One of my friends is on 14 different types of meds. Another one of my friends, I just left him, he's on eight different types of meds. One to make him sleep good. One to make him up. One to help his mood swings. All of these types of medicines, when I said herbs, herbs, I'm not a herb versus medicine kind of guy. I'm not getting into that debate with anybody. But what I am saying is the people that are taking medicines, just like you pointed out, there's moderation in everything that you do. But, again, if you're on any kind of meds, one of the first things that we said was consult with your doctor before you start putting these roots and herbs and these unknown things into your body. Same with the medicines. My point was the medicines. If my cousin is taking one to make him sleep and one to wake him up and one to make him not move swing and one to blood, balance your blood glucose level, and now you got type A versus OO, I tend to differ not to start a debate that your blood type does matter because of your cultural being. You don't eat the same foods that I eat. I don't eat the same things that Linda eats. But at the same time, if I'm on medications, my DNA and my blood type and my diet does matter regardless of what the doctors say, and I'll kind of stop right there. Yeah, I think it would be best for you to stop. I just... It's not – I want to make sure that this show stays very scientifically based, um, and that's the background that I come from is from a, a nutrition science base. Um, mm-hmm. And sure, epigenetics, right, is what it's called when we're talking about our genome sequencing and how that plays into um, how it's relayed into what we see, right, in a physical person. Um, that certainly plays a role in our predisposition to any sort of um, of illnesses or how we react um, or how our body interacts with medications and foods and diet. But again, that's not blood type, that's genome sequencing of your DNA. Um, so it's, it's something that I'm actually very passionate about is to not spread misinformation about diets and diet culture. Um, and I know that there are, there are, full diets, full workout plans, all kinds of things, specifically based on blood type. And, you know, while they may work for some people, it's a placebo effect. Um, It's working because they've found something that they can follow and they can adhere to. Right, right. Well, getting back to our original, we're talking about snacks. Um, I I had read about, you know, eating nuts, you know, and – I, I don't. I, it's funny. I like almond paste or uh, almond things flavoring, but I really don't like to chew on almonds. But I got I bought some um, unsalted walnuts um, to add to my salad, and even to you know in the afternoon to have a handful of of walnuts um, because I didn't want to have like mixed nuts that or peanuts that or that peanuts aren't even nuts, but. Um, you know, salted. I didn't want anything salty, but is that a good idea? Is um, are walnuts something that I could use as a snack? 
Yeah, absolutely. And I like you hear, to hear you say you're doing like a handful. Um, a serving size is like the palm of your hand. So like a small handful mm -hmm. is a serving size of nuts, right? So how we were talking about how much you have matters. Um, but, yeah, walnuts are, um, are a, a great snack. I would suggest pairing them with um, some carbohydrate. So usually, like, when it comes to nuts, I say mix it with about a quarter cup of dried fruit, um, or it's actually slightly under a quarter cup. So something like raisins, right, where it's an unsweetened oh. dried fruit. Yeah, there's no added sugar to, like, raisins. Um Okay. It's usually a really That's easy one to go and with. Those I have on hand. Good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're very accessible, um, easy to get. And we talked a little bit about omega-3s earlier. Walnuts are another source of omega-3s as well. So, yeah, if you're getting in, like, additional health benefits beyond just the um, macronutrients, right, your carb, protein, fat profiles. So mm -hmm. it's good. Yeah. And especially if you like them and are more likely to eat them, right? We've got yes. so many choices when it comes to food that I'm really a big proponent of choosing things that you enjoy um, so that you get that enjoyment and that, like, mental benefit as, as well while you're eating it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> good, good. I know when we had gone to our friend's house for dinner, on the salad, she also had walnuts. And, you know, a green salad with, you know, tomatoes and, um, you know, lettuce, tomatoes, and I can't remember what else was in it, but she had a sprinkle of walnuts in it also. And it was, it's, it's better, I like it better than having like a crouton on, on my salad, you know, to have, you get the crunch, but, you know, it was, it was good. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, it will be better than a crouton, right? You're getting that crunch and that texture, um, but the crouton's not really doing anything for you, right? Versus exactly. the walnut, it's going to be doing other things for you besides just like a texture component where you're getting in um, those healthy fats, the omega-3s, a little bit of protein, like mm -hmm. stuff you're not going to get from a crouton. So mm -hmm. putting kind of like nuts or seeds on your salad or for those people that like yogurt in your yogurt um, instead of granola or croutons on the salad it goes a long way in terms of giving you additional benefits um, with that and taking out something that tends to not really be doing much for you right right good good uh, yeah I know that there are like like pre prepackaged like salad toppings kind of a thing. Um, I just, I recently saw some, one that was like a cranberry walnut, right? But mm -hmm. if you look at it, it, like looking at the package, it was, they were candied walnuts and yeah. sweetened dried cranberries. So, right, right. well, you've, you've got two foods that are very high in antioxidants, um, but then you're wrapping them in sugar to make them more palatable. So it kind of defeats the purpose. Um, <laughs> exactly. That and preservatives yeah. that were in it, all these little added things when, you know, you can just, you know. And, and saying even, um, I, I'm glad you said about the raisins because that I'm going to add that. Um, 
that would even be good on a salad. You know, during the summer I use, um, you know, like strawberries and, and different fruits on salad. Um, for fall I can, you know, again, just even, you know, I just bought a bag of apples. Um, <laughs> all the apples from my apple tree are, are long gone. Um, but, again, and just, you know, if I, you know, so we're having, um, you know, having a snack of cutting up an apple into, you know, pieces. And it just makes, when I cut it, I find myself, when I cut it up, and um, I, I like the peel. I'm not one that would peel if I'm going to eat it. But if I just have an apple sitting there, I probably would ignore it. But if I take the time to cut it into wedges, into pieces, you know, I'll nibble on it. So, again, it's yeah. just, again, planning ahead and thinking ahead. Absolutely. Otherwise, you get kind of caught, like, all of a sudden you're really hungry and you don't have anything good on hand, so you're looking for something quick is yeah. Where, yeah. where trouble happens. For sure. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, Beth, thank you so, so much for, for, you know, for your knowledge and taking the time to share your knowledge. I really appreciate it. I had one, yeah. one nutritionist tell me, um, you know, if you're going to have, because I love cheese and crackers, and so I really have to limit it. He said, well, you can have some crackers as long as you have either peanut butter or cheese with it. But you cannot eat the whole yeah. roll, <laughs> you know, the whole row of crackers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, but just like you said, you know, having the carb with a protein, you know, it, it balances. Absolutely, it does. Um, and I just want to get better at at the end of the shows, putting out like where people can find me um, if they're looking for anything more. Um, the easiest place is usually Instagram. Um, my handle there is my name, Beth Wyman underscore RD, as in registered dietitian. And then I'm also always in available in our um, show chat on Facebook as well. Okay. Yeah, I just wrote that down. Yeah. Well, so, again, um, I really appreciate you and um, I will be um, looking forward to next Wednesday also. We just got the Absolutely. 60 second note. Um, but yes. And so <laughs> what, what, what is on tap for next week? I don't know. That's a great question. Yeah. Omega-3s and antioxidants. I think we might dive into more of like antioxidant type things and where we find them in our diets. Okay. That would be great. Yeah. That would be great. Well, wonderful. Well, you have a wonderful afternoon or morning or I don't know what part of the country you're in. Where, where are Thank you calling you. from? I, I'm in Albany, so I'm not far from you in the grand scheme of things. Oh, golly. Oh, I've been there. Yes. <laughs> yes. Of course. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, we, we have a 10-second right. note, so I'll let you go. And thank you again so much for your help and your knowledge. Yeah, we'll talk to you next afternoon. Wednesday. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.